Welcome to the Betterish Podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Malin. We can't guarantee this podcast will improve your life, but we hope it will at least make you laugh and think about being better-ish. Oh my gosh, happy Monday. Okay, so how's your morning going? It's actually a really frustrating morning for me, Malin. Are (laughs) you ready for this? Yeah. So we got a ring doorbell. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, like... There's a camera, motion detector, and it syncs to your phone. So whenever whenever anyone approaches your house, your phone buzzes and it says there's motion. It's motion detected, and then it starts recording a video so that you can like catch all of the thieves and the Amazon package dealers on camera and then <laughs> do what with it? I don't know. Post it to your neighborhood Facebook page Perfect. and warn other people. However, right after getting my ring doorbell, I hung up Halloween decorations, <laughs> including this banner that goes on like either side of my door. But the, it's been really windy, so every time it moves, I get this stupid notification on my phone. There's motion at your door. There's motion at your door. There's motion at your door. And it's literally every, th- like, three minutes, like 8.17, 8.24, 8.27, 8.31. And so now I don't even trust my ring doorbell. I'm just like, oh, it's a Halloween decoration. <laughs> so I have a little bit of anxiety because I, what's the point? I don't trust it at all. Anyone could come around me, and I'd be like, oh, it's a Halloween decorations. And then I go downstairs, and everything's gone. So I don't really know what to do. I could take down the Hall- obviously I could just take down the Halloween decorations, but it's it says trick or treat. So if I just take down like trick, <laughs> then it's just like what or treat? Or treat? Like is that a threat? <laughs> You'll find out. That's funny. That's really funny and reminds me of something hilarious that happened to me yesterday with these Halloween decorations. So <laughs> I, the kids have been having all of these drills at school. You know, like it's so sad. Do you know that kids now they have to do like intruder drills? Yeah. Remember how we just did like tornado ones okay so they have yeah. like they hide and then they have someone come like jiggle their doorknobs like outside oh, and like yell yeah it's it gives scary me anxiety yeah so the kids have been doing that so i've been like freaking out and panic mode and yesterday mike took the day off and we went and saw a movie and like went and had the best day ever but on the way home we saw a car accident and i was like oh my gosh what would happen if mike and i were in a car accident and our kids got off the bus and went to our house and like what would they do like if mom and dad just were never there Oh. So I know I went so with the school drills and then that happening I went into panic mode and I was like I'm gonna text my neighbor and just like of course it would be okay but I'm just gonna double check with her if it's okay that if there's ever an emergency my kids can come and knock on her door and so I text her and she was like yeah of course but then <laughs> the next day <laughs> oh no they, they set up a graveyard in their front yard oh, no. for Halloween so I was telling the kids about safety and where they could go and I was like you could go next door to the haunted <laughs> house <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway so my kids know where they go to be safe and yeah those dang halloween decorations anyway oh, good timing that's hilarious it was really funny i'm like they're like mavericks like where do we go i'm like next door to the house with the zombies <laughs> <laughs> the graveyard in the okay. front yard <laughs> at the bus stop the kids are like is that house haunted i'm like yeah the one you're supposed to go to in case yes. of emergency go there <laughs> All right, today's episode is about putting yourself out there, and it was actually inspired by our first episode, which was all about jealousy, because on our Instagram, we asked you to send us anonymously your jealousies, and you blew up our DMs, but that's not even the part that inspired us. First, before we get into it, we have some housekeeping to do, though. We're going to pick two reviews from our wonderful iTunes reviewers and send you some swag. And we want to read to you our favorite reviews from the week. This one is from Sarah Romero, 921. She says, 
She just finished the Mom Rage podcast and was so relieved to hear that I'm not the only mom that can go from normal to raging in five seconds or less. I loved what Angie said about the real world being the test and the home being the classroom. Seriously going to write some of these points down on post-its and put them around the house. Sarah, thank you. I'm so glad you you. had that takeaway. And the next winner is Abigail Seiper, a fellow Lewistonian. That's that's Was it. that what we're called? Mm-hmm. We are called Lewistonians. <laughs> From our hometown, Lewiston. Abby, hello. Her comment said, so much yes. This episode seriously is on point. And if you say you don't have mom rage, you're lying. I agree. Yeah. I would like to add this. If you walk by my house and hear me yelling, it's not yelling. I call it motivational speaking for people that don't want to listen. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Abby and Sarah. You guys go ahead and email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com. And we will send you a nice little package. Yes, thank you. All right, next, I also just want to let you guys know, we set up a Patreon page, and we put some printables up there, like a happy list and some other um, printables that you can get from that go along with our other episodes. So if you just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash betterish, you can download those printables there. Yes, and help set some boundaries to help you prioritize, get through your mom rage days, etc. We have one more somewhat unconventional announcement. (laughs) We are true crime fanatics to our core, and we recently discovered a series of unsolved murders in our own little Idaho hometown. So even though this isn't a true crime podcast, it's our podcast and we can do whatever we want. So we are going to release, we're going to tell the story and release these as bonus episodes. So they're not going to replace our usual Monday morning motivational-ish episodes, but we could never forgive ourselves if we didn't cover at least one true crime as podcasters since we love true crime so much. Yes. And this story is calling our names because it hits so close to home. So stay tuned on our Instagram at betterish.podcast for more information about the release of these true crime episodes. Perfect. All right, Malin, let's jump into this episode. Yeah. So like I said, Already. it wasn't even your responses about jealousy. It was the reactions to them. It was people responding to your jealousy saying, same, yes, me too. And that I was just like, yeah, okay, we're all the same. We're all wishing we could have more things or do things that we see in others. But so many of us are stuck at the jealousy part. So this episode is all about the next step. You know what you want. You see it in others. So how do you start? That's what this episode is about. Okay. And this is, this is where I think you start. I think that you start with the secret, as in like the book that Oprah promotes hardcore. <laughs> Because the secret, no, 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 there was so much hype about it, but it, I finally read it last year, and it really is the greatest book, even though it's a little bit hippy-dippy. The whole concept is that basically when you are in pursuit of your own passion for selfless reasons, and you put it out into the universe, the universe will help you achieve it. Like, it will happen for you, and not just your universe, but the people around you. And it all starts with putting it out there. Like you have to say what you want. You have to put it out there and manifest it or it's not going to happen. So here's an example. Lately, I've been trying to think of how to further my skills of teaching English online to Chinese kids, (laughs) which is a very, which is a very specific niche. (laughs) Angie's really famous in China. This is like a real thing. She's on billboards over there. Oh, so, but... I'm stuck to the U.S. I can't leave the U.S. And so that's what's on like my LinkedIn profile. And people find me on LinkedIn all the time because it's a huge industry in China. Well, in a lot of Eastern countries, they hire American teachers to come teach there. And I can't move there and teach English, but I get asked to all the time. 
and I love traveling and I, I've been to China and I love it. And so I was, tra- I was thinking, how can I use these skills without having to go over there? And so I got the idea, <laughs> what if I just went for like a week at a time? I wonder if these schools would welcome me as like a guest English teacher for like two weeks. I could come teach a specific subject. I don't know. It was just an idea when I was responding to someone saying no, I was like, I really wish I could say yes, but I can't say yes because I can't just leave my family and go to ch- move to China. That would be extremely irresponsible, Angie. You can't do that, Angie. So I responded to her on the spot on LinkedIn. I was just like, I can't move to China because she was like really trying to push me like your kids can go to school here. I can get your husband a Z visa. I was like, I don't know what that is. And he's a dentist. He can't move to China. He doesn't know how to speak dentist Chinese. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I cannot move to China. But I could come for a week or two and she said okay when can you come and I was like (gasps) I was like I don't know I was like I don't know I just had the idea and then she was like can you call me what's your WeChat which is like Chinese social media and we had a call on social media and I got to know her and she has kids my close to my kids age and she was like I can we they can go to public school here for like a week or two the whole point is the universe that principal from that Chinese school couldn't read my mind I had this idea I didn't know if it was a thing or not. I had no idea if it was even possible. But that's cool, she Angie. she wasn't going to she wasn't just going to message me and be like, "I have this crazy idea. Why don't you come for a week or two? Nobody was the universe wasn't going to like present this opportunity. I had to put it out there first. And that is the key is putting it out there. Mhm. I also feel like though, it's easy to say that like put it out there, but then it's like, "Well, then what?" I think it, you have to also be realistic that you have to put in the work and the time and you can't just expect everything to come to you. Even for some people, yeah, it works great. But for other people, I can see it being like a very frustrating thing. Like here I am like putting myself out there and saying all these things. And why is no one coming? Why isn't the universe helping me? You yeah. have to, if it's not working the way that you want it to be working, like give it some time, but then you might have to tweak things as you go, you know? Yeah, and I feel like I've already I'm already an English teacher. I already have those skills. I've already established myself as that, which is why I think she was willing to entertain this idea that I put out there. If you just have this idea from left field <laughs> that nobody knows your work ethic, they don't know your reputation, they don't know, you know, your value in that role, mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of people are not going to respond to it at first. You have to prove yourself as far as that specific thing you're putting out there in order to get the response. Meaning it has to be, like we talked about earlier, it has to be selfless. It has to come from a place of passion. You want this. People need to see that burning fire in you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or or you're not going to be worth the time and investment for them to mentor you, right? And I think also it's easy to be jealous of people when you see, like, I could look at you and be like, oh, I'm so jealous of Angie. She's on billboards in China. She's going to move to China for a few weeks and, and teach and all these things. But then it's like, but... I haven't seen all the work that you've done behind the scenes. I I don't know everything that qualifies you to get you to that point. So it's easy to just look and be jealous without realizing like all the hard work that you've put in behind all that. And I think that's with everybody. When you see something that you're jealous of, okay, fine, you're jealous of that. But like you don't realize all the hard work that that person probably did to get to that point that you haven't done. So you've got to start somewhere so that you can reach that level. They just didn't wake up one morning and become successful and live out all their dreams. It it was usually years in the making, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Years to get to the point where I even feel like I can offer that to someone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just, like, wake up one day after. Yeah, I've taught online for years and been there, and so that's why they know that. But mm-hmm. I feel like so many of us, 
want to keep it and like those jealousies we shared most people want to keep it anonymous so many people were open to telling us i really wish i had a better marriage or i would love to exercise more regularly i just can't get i'm jealous of people who are so good at that or i want a more flexible job or i wish i had i could travel more right mm-hmm. everyone was open to sharing it to us anonymously but how many people are putting it out there how many people are saying hey my husband's job is really rigorous and we're looking for something more flexible. Does anyone have any suggestions? Or I see so many people traveling and I just don't get how you do it with, you know, work and money. Could anyone share any travel t- tips? Why? Why do we keep it? At, why, are, why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. Shame. shame. It's because of shame. Shame. You, shame. So Brene Brown, you guys know how I love Brene Brown and I follow her on Instagram. I don't just follow her on Instagram. I read her books too because she's amazing you should read all of her books Brene Brown is actually a shame researcher and I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing her but she basically says shame is what keeps us in the dark it's that fear that our vulnerabilities are going to cause disconnection and judgment and exclusion people are going to see your vulnerability that you put out there and judge you and we're afraid of what people think or say but remember that quote I see it everywhere you're never going to be criticized by someone doing more than you only less some travel guru isn't going to see your vulnerable post about getting started and be like, you shouldn't even try. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. going to be someone who wishes they did too, but weren't brave enough to speak out. And ironically, we all feel the same way. That's what we realized with your jealousy responses. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the shame that's keeping you stuck. It's not your vulnerability that you think is going to cause those bad results. In fact, sharing your vulnerability is how you create connection. That's Mm -hmm. why Scary Mommy is such a popular medium. Everybody loves Scary Mommy. All the moms love Scary Mommy because they talk about the real raw nitty gritty of motherhood. It's vulnerability. Vulnerability is a much stronger connector than perfection. So when you put your vulnerabilities out there, you're much more likely to engage an authentic audience. You're going to get real connections rather than just sharing a, a super filtered picture of what you're trying to pretend is perfect. Vulnerability is how you create connection. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there for fear of judgment or criticism because your vulnerability, sharing your vulnerability is going to draw the right people, but it's also the first step to accomplishing your goal. Right, and honestly, when you think about it, like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Like, I'm, let me think of, I guess, like let's use our podcast as an, exam- as an example. If you and I said like, we wanna make a podcast, say we we tell some of our friends, we put it out there and then, we can't figure out how to make a podcast for some reason. How? What does that hurt us at all? It just, our friends might be like, oh, Angie and Mullen have no idea what they're doing. But okay, like in the long run though, like maybe that will just fuel us to try harder to figure it out, you know? Like I, like it. I feel that, that way. Yeah. When people, if someone ever expresses doubt to me, it makes me want to prove them wrong. Exactly. And there's some stakes that are higher, but I feel like to if you're just starting out to like live your dream, what's the worst that can happen is some mean girl from high school that you haven't talked to for I almost said 20 years but we're not that old (laughs) some mean girl from high school from like three years ago um (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't like your Instagram post about it like you don't live your life for other people or or pray like just do it for yourself most people are thinking about themselves anyway she's going to judge you for like five seconds and then go fix her hair or something so why would you give up your whole dream yeah why would you give up your whole dream and passion because of you know Susie who rolled her eyes but then fixed her hair that's silly (laughs) that's the worst that can come of it yeah I I really do believe that for real I I think um something that helped me too when I started I 
Also, I just want to say, I'm not a professional in any of this, like Brene Brown. Oh, no. Like, go not. follow her. We quote But her. <laughs> just from like my experiences, it's something that was really scary for me when I first started off with doing my business and building up my social media and putting myself out there was I had to switch from speaking to a small audience of friends to referring to my audience as like, hey, you guys, like I was talking to an audience instead of like talking to friends. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like before on Instagram, I would post like, here's a picture of my kid. And then leave it at that. But then it became like, hey, guys, how are you today? Like trying to interact and engage with people. And that was super uncomfortable for me at the beginning. Like it was just – it was awkward because like if a friend sees that and could be like, what's Malin trying to do? Like why is she talking? Like lots of people are following her when there was only like one stranger that was following me. It was (laughs) – some things are like really – no, it's true. It's Molly. Molly. (laughs) She was the first person (laughs) that ever reached out to me. was like, I – a friend told me about your blog and – and I was like, oh my gosh, like someone follows me that I don't know. And and so I spoke as if I was just speaking to like a big audience, but, and it was awkward and I felt weird about it for a little while, but you, like I just pushed through it and then it helped me propel into all these other things. So I think you have to be vulnerable and put yourself out there a little bit and it can be awkward and uncomfortable, but what happens if you don't try, you know? Exactly. And what you continue to do isn't getting you closer to it. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and expect it to happen. You have to change something. Like you said, it was uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Change Mm -hmm. and learning is always uncomfortable. Get that out of your head. It's not going to be comfortable. It's (laughs) going to be sacrifice and nervousness and anxiety for a little while. But then you're going to feel better because you're going to look back and realize no one else around you has done anything different. They're doing the same things and you're moving up. You're getting yeah. over these things and you're going to become more confident as you see that. I can do this thing. It takes one time of being vulnerable and realizing the response is going to be great to realize that it's the better way to live. So let's say you want to learn a new skill or you want to start a business. Maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want to get a new job. Maybe you want to help improve your marriage. So where do you even start with those things? Those are some of the jealousies that you guys have shared. And maybe that's where you start, is realizing that you're looking at other people and feeling resentment. And you're doing the work in yourself and realizing you feel resentment because that's something that you have the potential to have. Mm -hmm. So once you realize that, that can be the first step. But then what? In your head, you're like, okay, I'm jealous of so-and-so because they have a great marriage and me and my husband have not been on the same page for a while or whatever reason. So you need to get over that fear and it's time to put it in, out into the universe. And yeah. that can look like a social media post. It can. It can look like sharing on your stories. It can look like asking for a therapist recommendation. It can be posting a job listing. I'm looking for this job or creating a LinkedIn account so you can get on the business side of things. See what's going on in the business world. It can be calling someone directly that you know mm-hmm. and asking them you know, for advice on something. I think it's also really important to to recognize that a lot of people, the majority I would say, aren't just going to hand you everything that you want. An example that I think of is a few years ago when I started my t-shirt business. I had no idea what I was doing. I I literally Googled like how to make a t-shirt, figured <laughs> it out, bought one, told people that I was making t-shirts, sold that one, earned enough money to buy two sold those two, earned enough money to buy four and worked my way up until like I ran this out of my bedroom and no one told me what to do. And then years later when I was selling hundreds of teas, I would have people reach out to me and be like, I want to start a shop just like yours. Who's your vendor? Where do I buy shirts? How do I do this? It's like, I, I worked years for this. I would be happy to help you get started, but I'm not just going to tell you everything. You've got to learn it. You, You can't be successful. I don't feel if you don't go through from the ground up and and learn all the steps and trial and error. And honestly, 
there's not like a one size fits all for success. It, it like yeah. my my business didn't have the same customers as another clothing business. Like yeah. so you have to build your own your own stuff up and uh, and don't copy other people's work because that's not going to work for you and it's illegal and copyright infringement and just you never steal people's work or yeah. beg people to tell you or get mad at people when they're not going to tell you all the secrets to their success like you've got to go out there and find it for yourself and find your own way but that's not to say you can't ask for help yeah absolutely one of my favorite books is lean in by Sheryl Sandberg she's a CFO of Facebook everybody read that book in lean in she has a whole chapter called will you be my mentor and she talks about how we are often sold this idea that in order to be successful you need a mentor and she's kind of flipping that idea on its head because so many people are taking this as someone will a mentor is someone who's going to teach you exactly what to do step by step and you don't have to do any of the work and she talks about as someone a woman in a position of power so many women going through her internship or her leadership training programs think their number one goal needs to be find a mentor, find a mentor, find a mentor, but it creates a lot of awkward situations because people she doesn't even know, she knows nothing about them or their work ethic or their value or their knowledge asks her to be their mentor. And she's like, no. And a lot of them are very ignorant. We'll ask her questions like, can you tell me about the culture at Facebook? And she's like, that's a really ignorant question because there's a million articles about that. But when somebody's put in the work and they, they know the systems and they come to ask her something insightful, she sees potential in them. She sees hustle in them and passion. And she's more likely to naturally follow their work and give her give them tips when they think about it so i think it's really important to not just get an idea and then find someone who's doing it and be like how did you do that teach me how to do that you have to put in the hustle first so her quote was something like um where it's not how did it go it was like people think the order is find a mentor and you will excel but it's actually excel and you will find a mentor. So don't I love that. I yeah. loved it too because exactly. I will I'll use my friend Ashley for as an example because she listens to our podcast and she's one of my greatest friends. She told me a long time ago that she wants to do a podcast and I was like, "Oh, you would be so good at podcasting." And she's like, "I don't know where to start." And she has a little tiny baby at home too. And then I started this podcast. I don't know if this was anything along the lines of she wanted to do, but she's awesome and so supportive and she reached out to me and was like I love your podcast and I'm so happy jealous of you because you know I want to start a podcast and I said yeah and you would be so good at it and you tell me when you're at a good starting point and I will tell you everything you want to know like I think she would be so good at it and I know her and I know her hustle and her passion and her desire to help other women so I would be all about answering any question she has any time of the day or night Mm -hmm. but somebody I briefly met maybe through an acquaintance 15 years ago who's like hey, I want to I start a podcast and I have no idea where to start. That's not worth my time. My time is valuable. Your time is valuable. But if you don't show that initiative, you're not going to get very far. I don't have a lot of faith in someone who ha- can't even Google how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot out there you can learn on your own. And it's the logistics. It's the little things that, that make the difference with a mentor. Mm-hmm. So while you put yourself out there, that's so important. That's what this whole episode is about. You need to put yourself out there with the expectation that you are doing the work. You are going to Google the heck out of everything. You are going to mm-hmm. de- block out time and put hours and hours and hours into this. That's when the people around you are going to be like, wow, look at her hustle. I want to see her succeed. We clap for our friends, right? People around you, the universe, want to help you reach your goal. But not if you're yes. not willing to take the first step. Not if you're not willing to run the race you know, the whole way by yourself. 
Yeah, I think when you were giving the example of your friend Ashley with starting the podcast, it reminded me of my friend who started a clothing company. She reached out to me. Like This happened all the time. I just used my t-shirt example because it's like the most recent thing in my head, but that was yeah. years ago. But yeah. um, it's the most recent thing in my head. It was years ago. <laughs> I, have, I have other things going on. Um, she, she reached out to me and was like, hey, I reached out to this company and I learned this, this, this. I know how to do this. I'm just wondering what you think about this. And do you have any suggestions for how I should order my sizes? And that showed me, like, okay, yeah, look at all this work she did. She didn't just, like, email me and be like, help me start this. What do I yeah. do? Like, you because you can Google that. You can Google anything in YouTube stuff. You can learn how to do anything on the internet now. So yeah. show that you've done the work, then approach somebody and show them, like, this is what I did. And, yeah. and then we also, I came up with, like, a little list of five um, steps to help you get started on your goal. This can apply to anything from starting a business, starting a podcast, going back to school, working on a relationship, anything. So... If you're in a spot where you can write this down, write this down. If not, we'll post it somewhere. Um, but yes. the first step is to write down what you want to accomplish. Make it a goal. Write it down. Two, write down what you can do to start today. Don't put it off to tomorrow. So I'm going to use the Angie and I's podcast as an example because this is so new to us. This is something that's in my head recently that from not years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're still figuring it out. So I feel like this still applies to podcasts. Like it's there's super... things we want to accomplish. You're going to refine this list. I feel like today I could write down you know, two week, two three weeks ago, it was how to start a podcast. Today, it's going to be something more refined. So yeah. just, I think that's important to realize. This yeah. list is a really good, like, universal list that can be revised all the time. Exactly. We So, our, like, our first step was when Angie and I decided to start a podcast. We're like, okay, let's start a podcast. Write that down. Two, figure out how to start a podcast <laughs> was the next thing. How do we... That was what we could do that day, yeah. And so, it was like, I'll Google these things. And you know what? The first few things that Angie and I found, like, didn't work for us. We had to search for a little while to figure out, like the site that we wanted to use and what we wanted to do so just start with something small and then the next day it was like okay today we're going to set up social media then the next day we're going to write an outline for episode one the next day learn about this next thing is dedicate time every day you need to work on it every day be researching making connections googling youtubing reaching out to people every day spend a little bit of time set up like it's if you have five minutes spend five minutes if you have two hours spend two hours do what you can the next step is to tell people what you're doing and ask for help. Don't keep it a secret. People in the world can help you. Don't be ashamed. Be vulnerable and open up to people because people want you to succeed. Yes. And then the last one is just to remember that you don't have to do all the things right away. I think that's something that sometimes holds me back from things that I want to accomplish because I'm like, how would I ever start doing that? I have no idea where to begin. And, and I'm going to go back to the t-shirt shop. <laughs> Good. That's okay. But it was like, okay, I now I have a product. How do I sell this product? And then it's like, how do I figure out how to um, improve my shipping? And then it's how do I improve uh, communication with my customers? And so if you just spend a little bit of time, you spend time on one thing, master that thing, and then move on to the next thing. And then if you need to go back and refine something later on, spend time on that. But you don't have to know everything that you're doing to be successful. You just have to know like one thing, do that thing well, and learn as you go. I love that point and it ties into what you said earlier don't compare someone's end game to your beginning because you see the end result people could find your t-shirt shop and be like wow you have this very polished shop you have your shipping you have all this down and they're looking at you as a whole they're not looking at all of the fails and the steps and the time put into your process Mm -hmm. so don't compare your beginning to someone else's end and I think that point was perfect when you you broke it down you need to learn how to master this research how to do this research how to do this and you're not going to know all that at the beginning Mm-hmm. And the best Getting way to that learn final that, product, yeah, it's to fail. Like I failed. Like I remember the first time I lost a package of four hundred t-shirts got lost oh. in the mail. Four 
four when mm. I first started out, like four hundred t-shirts gone. That's a lot of mm. money and a lot of clothes and a lot of customers waiting on orders, and I flipped. But I wouldn't have known what to do if that didn't happen to me. I figured it out, got it solved, moved on with my life. But you have to fail and learn those things to figure out how to improve it. And you you have to have those failures. Don't failure is not this horrible thing that should distinguish all your hopes and dreams. Failure should oh, launch yeah. you into keep keeping going, trying and learning. Has anyone ever gotten anything right on the first try? Think about all the great inventions. Like who has ever gotten anything right on the first try? Nobody. Like failure is how we learn. How many times did it take, you know, all these famous inventors to get their final product? It didn't work at first. Things don't work at first and that's okay. It refines the process. It, it's part of the process. Yeah. I use my favorite analogy that Molly laughed at me was like a baby <laughs> learning to walk. And the, But think about a baby learning to walk. A baby didn't just like turn a year old and just like stand up and walk to the kitchen, open the fridge and like grab their bottle. <laughs> they did it. A baby fell down time and time again for months and months and months. And the baby didn't fall down the first time and then like look around to see who was watching and then like look ask like how fast the baby next door was walking the baby does not care what's going on around around him or her they just know that they want to walk that it's time it's the time in their life to learn to walk (laughs) and they're not worried about who's watching them or how many times they fall or how many months it's going to take but eventually most babies are going to learn to walk they're going to stand up and they're going to walk around and they become adults who walk around and i just love that analogy like being self-conscious and vulnerable is such a learned thing from the beginning when we're kids and babies we don't have that like anxiety of who's judging us so Mm -hmm. if you can remember that it's a learned thing somebody taught you to be self-conscious but it's a facade people want you to succeed people want you to go after your passion you're going to be your happiest self if you are pursuing you what makes you feel fulfilled and the rest of your life will improve if you're in pursuit of your best self and you're if you're in pursuit of your passions so don't get discouraged by what you see other people doing. Don't get discouraged by the idea of being vulnerable because it's never a waste of your time to pursue your passions and to be vulnerable. Yeah, and I feel like to never be afraid to start something over. If you if you put so much time and money into one thing and you're not passionate about it and you're not loving it, so what? Say, I'm going to quit this and move on to the next thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't give up on everything. Failure is okay, but if you're not into something and decide that you don't like it, move on. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Life's too short to waste your time doing something you're not passionate about. Yeah. All right. So to end this episode, I want to share a quote from one of my favorite motivational Instagram accounts. The account is called women on top with two P's. And this, (laughs) this Instagram post said, some people will hate you just because they see you getting the success they think they deserve from the work they haven't done. Wow, I was like, that's powerful. It is. So start. Don't hate. Put the work in. Yeah. And then you'll be the starting point for someone else looking at you and thinking, I deserve that. And then they'll start putting in the work and then hopefully everyone starts putting in the work and then we overcome all these problems. Nobody's (laughs) jealous anymore. We're going to, man. We solved the world, Angie. Yes. (laughs) Vote for us for (laughs) co-presidents. Melinda and Angie, 2020. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we should make shirts that say that. We can do a really good job, I feel. (laughs) Make America (laughs) better-ish. Oh, we gotta make those shirts. We should. Will you guys buy those shirts? (laughs) Let's do it. I know know how to make (laughs) t-shirts. Oh my gosh, yes. Let's do it. Angie and Melinda, 2020. Make America (laughs) better-ish. 
Guys, thank you so much for being here. We truly consider you part of our Betterish gang. We would love to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. So email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com or message and tag us on Instagram at betterish.podcast. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and make it real good because we might just share it here on our next episode. And bonus points if you share the Betterish podcast with all of your friends. Hey, Molly from sophomore year of high school, if you're listening, get over yourself, stop stalking me on Instagram, put in the work and become great yourself.